jerseys and dress shirts. You already know. Mike is on, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Jerseys and Dress Shirts. The whole gang is here. Me, myself, Maynard J. Got Dale Thomas in the building, Chucky Brown. And of course, we always have a special guest for you guys. Special guest today, Chris Williams. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming by. Thank yep, you. Yep. Thanks for coming too, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, again, you guys make me feel special. You, you are. You <laughs> are definitely special. are. So tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, Chris, and you know your past and what you're doing now. Okay. Well, let's start with what I'm doing now. Okay. Um, currently, I uh, I just started a streaming company okay. by the name of C Sports and Entertainment. Uh, the reason we got into it is because in the past I covered boxing, so I've been covering boxing since 2005. I've been from New York to um, Las Vegas covering fights. Okay. So one of the jobs that I have is public relations. You know, find a way to help these kids, young kids, get their names out. So covering fights in North Carolina, we always, you know, there's fights that, as I always tell you, Chucky, guys don't have a way to promote their brand. So what we're doing is trying to provide a, uh, an affordable way for promoters and event planners to have a way to actually get their events out live stream. Or, you know, we could tape it and do a rebroadcast. Okay. So see sports and entertainment, that's our thing. Live and on demand, if you have a vision, we'll make your dream come come true. So this platform, almost like a ESPN Plus or like a The Zone, is that kind of similar? Would you say? I would say it's very similar. Okay. Um, we just <laughs> financially we don't have their backing, but yeah. we're gonna slowly build our way up there. And as we go, as we grow, we're gonna grow some, you know, younger athletes, entertainers. Um, so that's what our goal is. Yeah, I, th I think that's the big thing with uh, with businesses. I think you see when you see a lot of businesses fail, they try to grow too fast. So. Just what you said just now, you know, you're going to grow it slowly. And I think that's the way to go. So, you know, definitely, definitely uh, good luck. And, you know, anything, you know, we can do to help, you know, we down. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And where, what what area are you coming? Is it just North Carolina? Are you going up and down the East Coast? What areas? You know, we're, we're going as, as far as we can go. Um, in July, from July 3rd through the 7th, we're actually doing the Youth Junior Liberty Bowl. Combine and uh, all-star game for football. So it's okay. kids from oh, 8 wow. to 15. So they'll have a, a week where basically the kids come in, um, their coaches nominate them or somebody in their area nominate them from all over the U.S. So these kids, we look at their film and then they take a look and they see whether these kids are worthy and then yeah. we'll send them an invite. So we'll have 300 kids there for that week. So it's pretty exciting. And, you know, for some kids it's going to be the beginning of their dream. For some kids, it's going to be a, right. yes. So, and the main reason that we're doing it is because we have so many parents that come to us saying, "Hey, how can we get our kid to the next level? How can we get you know?" So. And honestly, now we're watching the kids at a younger age as well. Yes. Um, it's funny because I don't know back in the day, I couldn't name a high school player, not many. Right. But nowadays, it seems like the high school players is as big as some of the college yes, athletes now. Right. Yes. So I think that's a uh, definitely a good market that you're kind of tapping into because, once again, we want to look to see where that next talent is because we could see it as early as seven, eight, nine years oh, old. Yeah. So why not go ahead and, once again, put them out there so, you know, a college could see them, uh, you know, a professional team could see them. Right. So I think that's, a, that's definitely a good plan. Yeah, so we're excited about that. And so this will be the beginning of one of many things we'll do. Um, 
got a lot of guys involved with it. Mm. Former NFL players right. that played at NC State with me. Okay. Um, also referee, uh, NFL, current NFL referee, Barry Anderson is yeah. going to be there. Okay. So we're going to have a symposium for the parents and try to, you know, give them a bit of a shot of reality. Right. what it takes to make it and some of the things they should look for. Yeah. So. I, I think that's that's great to have a symposium with the parents because some parents have unrealistic expectations. Absolutely. And, I mean, you have to find a way not to, like, lower the boom on them, but you got to hit them where they feel it. Like, and they'd be like, oh. Bring them okay, back to reality. Like yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. And, and yes. having a symposium does something like that. Right. So that's a great You're going to have a parent or two that's going to be complaining, how come my child's not getting this camera time? I need the camera to be on my child when he's down the field or whatever. Right. So I'm pretty sure you're going to have <laughs> some parents that's going to be complaining about that soon enough. <laughs> it's going to be coming. So now, when you, how, how hard is it, like, pitching your idea to, like, sponsors and try to get sponsors? Is that Has that been very difficult? I mean, how's that been? So it's been a big challenge. So we are... We're currently create trying to create content, mm -hmm. so we have something to pitch to them. Bring, right. Yes, right. So we're figuring, you know, content is king. That's right. So the more content we have, the better off we are with the sponsors. Now, the challenge that we have is that we're not just one main market. We are not just boxing. Or we're oh, not just football. Okay. We're not. Right. So that's been a challenge trying to bring together sponsorship that will support us throughout. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, okay, we'll do boxing. We'll do. Know, if you're going to do a play, we'll help you with that. So that's that's been our challenge. So now, do you feel like it would better it would be better to concentrate on one specific area first, then maybe branch out? I mean, how what's what's your thinking on that? So initially, yes, okay. that was the thought. That was let, let's just take over this market. Mm -hmm. But then we started competing with like a DAZN for boxing. Gotcha. ESPN Plus for boxing, and it, it would always come back to us. Now Fox Sports has their thing. Showtime is actually right. doing a, yeah. a stream. So it's like, okay, we need to pick up as many as we can so that, okay. you know, our po portfolio is big enough so right. that when we get, you know, to the upper echelon, they'll say, right. like, you know what, we can go with them. They could do this regionally or whatever. Right. And so. so your background in all of it, was it more on the technical side? I know you said a little bit of PR stuff. So how how is it? It's your baby. How is it that you're working it from different angles? Your team, like how's how? So I'm a co-owner, one of two co-owners. Okay. So initially, I was just public relations. Okay. So that's I would write stories, I cover you know, mm -hmm. cover fights, cover whatever events, and just write them up and do the pre and post information and stories just to get the you know the story out. So then the guy that I'm working with, Tony McNeil, who's my other partner. He is all about video and technology. Okay. So his yeah, computer science was his degree. Okay. So he is the guy, he's the brains behind all the tech stuff. So, you know, we want to run, crunch numbers, how, how are we going to get this out to <laughs> He's the guy. But that's, we basically, we did, I did a couple shows here, and I always needed a videographer with me. So I found him. He does great works. He's great work. He's reliable. Mm -hmm. So we started working together, and he literally... At first, it wasn't my vision. My vision, I was just like, I'm going to retire. I'll right. just, you know, <laughs> and my, I'll just do this and ride it out. And he was like, my man, you, you don't realize how many people you touch and how many people are want to see what you're doing right. and how we can, you know, make this a bigger thing. I'm like, you know, what can we do? And so then we started talking about, basically ESPN Plus came out with their thing. We knew about DAZN, but ESPN Plus, like, blew everybody away because they – 
took. There's three sets of fighters. You're either a Mayweather fighter, a top rank gold, top rank Golden Boy, or you're with Dazone and Eddie Hearn in the UK, okay. Anthony Joshua, those guys. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we knew about uh, we knew about Dazone, we knew about Mayweather, and then when ESPN came in, it was just like, oh my gosh. Uh, but they, the problem is that they cut out so many fighters because now they can only show the guys that are truly marketable. Right. Like there could be, there's, every fighter has a story, and every story is actually interesting. You know, right. every yeah, athlete yeah. has a story. That's right. Mm-hmm. So they, the more stories you get out, the better off everyone is. Mm-hmm. But they have closed the door, they've shut it down, so we're only going to see certain stories. So we're, we're trying to elevate the other guys. So if we can get the, the portion that falls through the cracks, we'll be pretty happy. Nice. Do you feel like boxing is coming back? Because, you know, I felt like it was at its prime, like the mid-90s, you know, that Tyson era when he was knocking everybody out. Then it got quiet for a little while, kind of after the, I guess, Lennox Lewis era. Mm-hmm. It got kind of quiet. Yes. Now it seems like heavyweight is kind of back. Dante Wilder, Joshua, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, and even, like, the Canelo, you know, Spence. the different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it feels like boxing is back. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, there, there are some exciting fighters. Um, Walterweight division, like you said, Earl Spence, Sean Porter, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, Keith Thurman's fight, Pacquiao. Yeah. So those are exciting fights coming up. The heavyweight division, there are some great names out there. Could be some good fights, but I don't know how they're going to make them. Like the Anthony Joshua Wilder fight. Right. Last night, Wilder fought. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's, the guy he fought, Dominic Brazil, got knocked out in the sixth round by Anthony Joshua like two years ago. Oh, wow. So... That fight should have never been made. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because Wilder is at this level, Joshua's here, and then Tyson Fury. So, so why is it the big guys not fighting each other? Because what we talked about, what I previously spoke about, the the division of the promoters. Mm-hmm. You know, like Tyson Fury just signed an ESPN contract. Um, He's not going to fight Joshua, who fights on, you know, DAZN. Wilder fights on PBC with Mayweather but you would that. think because the big money's behind them, you right. think they would just run to it. You know, there's, there's a lot of money behind it. There, there's a lot of money yeah. behind it, and then we'll make a lot of money. But the problem is, you have two separate entities fighting for that pot, and one wants the lion's share. Can't be 50 50. Sadly. And it hurts the audience, honestly, because we all dying to see it. And it's probably not going to happen until five years later when they're out of their prime. No one cares. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. I mean, that, that was probably the biggest weekend in boxing. I, you know, I wasn't old enough to be around when Frazier fought Ali the yeah, first time, right. which was probably the biggest fight in the history of boxing. But the Mayweather-Pacquiao week, it was... It was enormous. It was yep. amazing. Yeah. It was I was in Vegas that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, came, you went to the fight? How? Uh, we were in Vegas. The tickets to the fight were a little on the higher <laughs> side. <laughs> but, you know, they sold out in, like, seconds. Yeah, that is true. Like, I remember uh, that. Behind the scenes, Mac and I, we were on the phone trying to get tickets. Man, they were sold out. So we had tickets to watch it in one of the venues okay. that MGM owned. But, right. yeah, but, no, nah, that was a powerful weekend just being in that atmosphere. The private jets on the runway, like, really? seeing them all. Yes like lined up and like I mean we saw so many celebrities it was crazy like we ran into AP at a pool yeah. party like I mean like we were just it was and it I feel was, like the same thing could happen with the Joshua and Wilder fight yeah, honestly no, I think that it would, would be on a bigger scale because you talking about the two countries coming together right. for mm-hmm. a big fight you know yeah. so right. so what about like uh, Errol Spence and uh, the kid from Nebraska what's his name <laughs> Terrence Crawford no, so what about that mm-hmm. fight right there? what do you so think about that fight that would be the second biggest fight to Joshua and Wilder okay because those two they're, they're the two. I mean, you, you have 
you have Canelo, mm -hmm. who's probably, and then, well, you have Lomachenko, Canelo, and then you have Joshua and those guys. And they're all, they're so close. I mean, mm -hmm. they're all so close. But as far as in the same division, Spence and Crawford, oh, that's a powerful fight. Now, the question is, where would you hold it? Right. Because Crawford can sell out Nebraska. I mean, he gets right. 20,000 strong in, you know, the CenturyLink Arena down right. there. Spence could sell out. Dallas, yeah, he's self-state. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, and again, one's PBC and oh. one's with top rank. So that fight probably so, won't happen because they've been doing a lot of talking. They've been doing a lot of talking. It's gonna take. It's gonna take uh, an act of God <laughs> to make that fight. <laughs> I want to see that fight, man. I, I want to see, see that one. I want to see that one. So now, tell tell us some of the, like, uh, what are some of the like uh, things that you've seen, like with what you've been doing that, that what, what, what is the most unbelievable thing that you've seen? Like, you're, wow, that's, that's going on, you know, like behind the scenes. Behind the scenes? Yeah, that you can talk about. Yeah, I can talk about. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that makes more sense. Well, I'll tell you this, and I'm, I'm still amazed at any time there was a Mayweather fight mm -hmm. in Vegas. So a Mayweather weekend, you know, most people think, ah, you just go out to the fight and it's over. It's an event, and it doesn't start on, you know, they have the grand arrivals on Tuesday where they show the fighters coming to the MGM. But once that happens, I mean, it is on. I mean, it, there's parties everywhere. There's celebrities everywhere. And because I was with media, mm -hmm. I get invited to everything. So, um, Marsha Ambrosa yeah. used to, I, I can't remember the name of the group that she used mm -hmm. to be with, yeah. but, you know, it was one weekend. It was, you know, just hanging out, and they're like, oh, such and such is having a party. So like, okay, let's go to the party. And we just thought it would be people milling around, just talking and stuff. Man, next thing you know, the lights come on and all this stuff starts happening. And next thing you know, she pops out and sings for an hour. Mm. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> so I'm like, after that, I'm like, I'm hooked, man. I'm doing whatever I have to to get to a Mayweather fight. So then we go to another fight. And at the weigh-in, you know, everybody's just hanging around. They get they have us there so early, mm -hmm. you know. They're like, oh, you need to cover this, cover that. And it's like, okay, we'll get some interviews, but nothing's really going on. Right. I'm sitting there, you know, it's about three hours till the weigh-in. All of a sudden, you hear this music starting. Two chains pops out. Oh wow! <laughs> it's like, yo, what's going? On? <laughs> so, my point is, when Mayweather was fighting, and why it was so exciting, and why so many people were attracted to it, was because it wasn't just about boxing. Right. What happened? Sure. It was a complete show, so that's I mean that's okay. that's the thing that I always take away from it. It's 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 bigger than boxing sometimes. Right. Who do you think has that it factor that can carry that torch to keep the keep? I mean, because that's that's one of the things. Like I would say, Adrian Broner, if he wasn't losing as much yeah, as he has been, yeah. like he brings the kind of that drawing. He kind of is a buffoon, but. But that's why I never knock his antics, honestly, right. because once again, he's you got to sell the yeah. fight, honestly. Yeah, as you, you draw the crowds. Right. Like you said, he's a loser. He's getting knocked out, but he's still bringing <laughs> the audience in. He's still hey, getting the money hey, coming man, in, you know? You see this, Adrian <laughs> Hey, Oh, actually, he no, no. Actually, let me no, no, he is a loser. Going, no, no, he's going through a lot right now. He's going through a lot. He's <laughs> trying to commit suicide and stuff. Oh, yeah, oh, so, oh, okay. nah, Adrian, sorry. Hope you're doing good, brother. Stay strong. Adrian, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling it. Ohio, Ohio, baby. Ohio. Hey, he can turn it on and turn it off with the best of them. You can see him one minute standing in a corner talking to his kid, taking care of him, and all of a sudden they say, hey, the camera's going on in 10 minutes, and he will turn it really? on. Yeah. That, that he knows the show. He's, yeah. he's amazing. He is amazing. Really? Yes. 
And let me tell you something. Everybody complains about him using the N-word. Right. You know, American, Mexican, <laughs> I can't. Who can get it? But he, he understands what it takes for you to come see his next fight. Because yeah. right. if you pay, really pay attention, after his fight, he'll lose. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, he'll yeah, lose. Yeah. But he'll go right into that. And then instead of you walking away and saying, man, I don't want to see this guy fight again. You're like, man, I can't wait to see him. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think a boxer, there's a line a boxer that has to draw at some point, like for your pride, your dignity? Or yes. you think whatever, I mean, it brings it, in the bag. It, it, yeah, it, it it all depends on your personality, what you can handle mm-hmm. and what your family can handle. Right. I think true. that's the biggest. That is true. Yeah. So is there a person you think that can carry that torch like Mayweather or? Right now, no. There's, mm-hmm. you know, Deontay Wilder has the personality. Mm-hmm. He just he has does. to get the big fight. Right, if he gets right. one, listen, if Deontay Wilder can knock out Anthony Joshua, he can fight me right. 10 times and people would be happy to see him because you know, his mouth. Yeah. The mouth. I mean, to this day, I mean, you know, like exactly. that, that was the one, the biggest yeah, meme of that year, on it, last yep. year. That was to the biggest day. meme. Um, and I mean, and even when he came in for the Fury fight, that mask he was wearing was dope. He mm-hmm. looked like somebody out of like Mortal Kombat or something. I mean, yeah. and it, it was all And it's still early for Wilder's career as well. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you know, for Floyd, the the big hype came towards like maybe the last 10 to 15 fights for him, honestly. Right. You know what I mean? He's been a big name, but I think the, the big bag. After 30. Is, 30 exactly, years. yeah. So yeah. I think Wilder still got some time as well. I think it's still bubbling for him, but I think he's going to be on that level eventually. I think it's going to hit for him. Yeah. yeah. So, and he's an American heavyweight. So right, right. Yeah, right. Kind of, thing. You don't think like a guy like uh, uh, Terrence Crawford can carry the, that Floyd Mayweather mantle? Crawford could, but he doesn't have the. Like, he'll talk junk to a fighter. Right. But you just won't see him out. Just you know, selling a fight you, like I that. Got you. Yeah, he so he's, he's right. not that guy. Yeah, Errol Spence is not that guy either. No, Errol he's, Spence, he's, he's so laid back. Yeah, he's, he's that, that's a scary guy. Yeah, sir. <laughs> to me, because he, hey, you, you want that smoke, and I mean, that's all he says to you. And you're like, yeah, whatever, dude. You, yeah. you can't even talk. <laughs> yeah. Then he gets in the ring, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, because because he, he like I, I got hip to him a few years ago, and I just started watching him, and it's like he can take a punch, and he's not like super fast. But he will break you down to where you're his speed, uh, and right. he, you, know, you know, and he's very powerful. So I, I wanted to see the, I want to see the Crawford fight because Crawford is lightning fast, and I want to see if he can make Crawford as slow as he is. You know what I'm saying? Oh, My only fear about the Crawford fight is, is Crawford starts slow, and Spence is steady. Steady. Yes. So yes. if he gets caught early, he's mm. he's done. Yeah. I mean, he he would finish him. I think Spence would be just too strong. I think Spence is too strong. I, I'm not gonna lie. Yes, yes. I think Spence is too strong. Yes, I want to see the fight, but I think that Spence would actually win that fight. Man, I wish I remember this young Puerto Rican. Um, it looked like he's knocking everybody out in the first round. I seen him fight about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I wish. I, but coming from New York, I think the Bronx actually. My man is just knocking people out like Tyson right now. And you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Tiafalo, uh, something like that. Something. Oh, wow. yes, yeah. Tia, yes, I know you're talking. My about man this. is nuts. I watched him fight like a month ago. Yo. Does the cartwheels and everything after the knockouts? That's, that's <laughs> oh, wow. A beast. Yep. A beast. Really? So you gotta look yes. him up. I'm giving oh, you his yes. name. Yes. Okay, I'll take him up. Yes. So now, now tell us this now. After you know, being a football player, what got you into loving boxing so much? So, so boxing was always my first love. Okay. So my dad was, is a former NFL guy. Okay. So, but so he steered me towards football. So okay. it was always about football, but I wanted to fight. Right. So but he, he was like, nah, between him and my mom, they're like, nah, you're not doing it. You 
not doing it. So right. I would. I always had the love, and I was the kid. I used to get in trouble because I would order the pay per view and not tell anybody. Mm. And I'd watch the fights, and I'd take it. <laughs> <laughs> so that bill came in. <laughs> yeah, I would take it. But I mean, I you know, I, grew I used up to do that with our wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was I was that kid, man. The, you know, the late or the late Ali Burbick fights. You know, right. Ali Holmes. I used to order those. Sugar Ray Leonard, I didn't miss a fight. I don't okay. care. If I had, if they were going to make me go to work at 10 years old, I was going to do it. I was going <laughs> to okay. watch this fight. So that was my thing. And, I, and I've always, you know, just been into it. Okay. Was Sugar Ray your favorite fighter? Yeah, Sugar Ray's my yeah, favorite Yeah, that's what fighter. I was about to ask you. Who is your, who is your favorite fighter? Sugar, Sugar Ray. Ray. Okay. Sugar Ray Leonard is my favorite fighter. My favorite fight of all times is the Leonard Hearns one. Oh yes, sir. just because of I mean the hype that the went brutality. with it, and yes, and the and the ebb and flow of that fight, and how Leonard showed heart to come back and win because he was he was getting <laughs> he was getting real. <laughs> yeah. So now, Sugar Ray is your guy. Marvin Hagler was my guy. <laughs> so I still to this day think that Hagler won that fight, and I'm sure you think that Sugar Ray won that fight. So now when I'm watching the fight, what I saw was. Sugar Ray coming to the end of the rounds with kind of steal the rounds. Is that is that I mean is that like a thing in boxing really where they do that where they hit a boom 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 they know it's like ten, 10 seconds. Second yeah, so is that really a thing in boxing? It, it is. It really is. So <laughs> some of these guys they won't you know they'll pace themselves right and then they won't. The idea is not to get hit, so they right. pace themselves, not get hit, and then all of a sudden they try to throw that flurry and you think the judges you know like oh he but just, just wanted to does yeah. that really sway a judge though with the last 10 seconds of the round it, even, it, even it, getting it, human it, psychology exactly <laughs> exactly so and there's some judges that are good enough to know better yeah and then you know they're like man what is this guy doing and right. they, they, they're human they, yeah they, and that's and that's the thing i, I think people forget because it's like what us as spectators I feel like people forget that the judges are spectators too, right. and you you're gonna be drawn to what you like, you know, like you, certain fighting styles. Some you know, some people like brawlers, some people like more technical. So mm. it's kind of you know, watching it, it's like yeah, we can say we're scoring based on X, Y, and Z, but at the end of the day, we all human. <laughs> right. Yes. If you guys could change how boxing is scored, what would you change to the process currently? Because that's always a big deal. Like you said, right. it could easily be opinionate, opinionated. I mean, like you don't know who's actually winning. So who would you guys? What would you guys do to change that process? What would you change first? Well, I think that they should have open scoring. So and they used to do it in the UK. I don't know if they still do, but after every round, they would say, "Okay, such and such won this round." Oh. See, the one thing it does is it, the corners know, and then all of a sudden the fighter might get yeah, more motivated. Yeah, yeah. He might get better yeah. fights. Yeah. That's a great idea. But I never heard that one before. Okay. That that would be the thing that I would. Yeah. Just right. yeah I'm gonna go with Chris on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, likewise. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to say, you know, well, you know, you got to judge him on this because, you know, it's about aggression mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, ring generalship. Mm -hmm. So you do you guys think they go punches? back and, and change the scores after each round? <laughs> I take that as a yes. There you go, it says enough. This man trying oh, to grow his business. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get I went to a fight two weeks ago in Fairfax, the uh, Heard and uh, Williams fight. One of the undercard fights, it was so blatant that the blue corner won the fight. Well, when the cards came back, they had it 96, 95 for the red corner. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, everybody went crazy. So three fights passed, right? Three fights passed, and they're getting ready for the main event. Jim Gray gets it, or not Jim Gray, but uh, 
And the guy, the Showtime guy, gets in the ring and says, "Hey, I want to make this quick announcement." Blah blah blah. The cho- the uh, scores from this fight have been changed to a majority draw. Oh wow! So a lot of people in the arena were like, Yo, "Wow, what, what are you talking about?" And wow. Then, so at first, so they'll send us the scorecards out. So the scorecards came out. And all of a sudden, they just disappeared. Like, I'm like, where is that thing? Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it might be human error. Mm-hmm. So boxing needs to clean it up. <laughs> yep. Listen, that's, that's the other thing. There's no governing body. So oh, okay. what they do in North Carolina is different from what they do in New Jersey and what they do in other places. So, unfortunately for North Carolina, this is a hotbed for guys to come down here and build their records. So, oh, okay. So, and the, you know what? Once the promoters get on the same page and try to work together, North Carolina boxing could take off. Really? Because they have good enough. They have fighters that are good enough. Their right. fighters end up traveling everywhere to fight. Mm-hmm. So, if they weren't good enough, they wouldn't get right. in fight call places. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, but they just, they have to build with the product they have here. And if they do that, they can take it on a national level. But it, until these promoters come together or the fighters say, hey, look, we're not gonna fight on your cards. It's, you know, it'll, it's just gonna be stagnant. Right. So there hasn't been, you know, it's been a couple months since since that last fight. There right. hasn't been anything happening here. There's one in Charlotte on the 25th, but other than that, it's just been slow this year. Right. So. And it seems like out of most sports athletes, uh, boxers have it the hardest, honestly, in regards yeah. to taking the most damage physically. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to promote yourself. In regards to like NFL, NBA, they have that platform already where it could uplift your name. You know what right. I mean? Um, and even with you know the scorecards, you know, once again, it's not a clear cut winner. Right. You know what I mean? So it seems like these boxes have it pretty rough. Um, being being these athletes, honestly, seems like they need to switch yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah, they they I think they have it the they get the worst deal. Yeah, because especially as far as pay. Yeah. They don't get paid mm-hmm. like NBA guys, even yeah. former NBA guys. <laughs> but, you know, they, people have to think about this. These fighters get paid when they fight, if they're on the lower circuits. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the other guys, PBC guys, they, they get a salary, you know, and then the big money. But these lower level fighters, you know, they might fight for six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars a fight. And if you're only going to limit them to one fight a year, that's your medical expenses. That's your medical expenses to come yeah. in and actually yeah. fight mm-hmm. and pay your trainer and your co- you know you just so it's it's not fair. They get they get a bum deal. But again, until they have one governing body, what's going to happen? Yeah, right. so. So tell us, let's uh, backtrack a little bit. So we know you know Chucky for a little while. Tell us a little bit about the history back in the NC State days. So, yeah, so <laughs> I came in NC State at 87 on a football scholarship. So um, we all lived in a place called the CI, the College Inn. Mm-hmm. So we all ate at the same place. All the athletes ate at one place called the yeah. Case. So I'll give you the clean version of this. How about this? So... I wasn't shy, but I always took my time going places, so I was always, you know, by myself. So I'd come in the case late, and there'd always be one guy talking louder than everybody else, especially messing with the freshmen. So this guy decides one day he's going to mess with me, so I'm walking in. He's like, oh, sit over here, sit over here. So I'm like, all right, I'll sit over here. Yo, freshman, yo, what are you doing when you're alone at night? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, what's like, this dude talking about? He's like, yo, man, I know you got a 
home. I know you miss her. I know you a long way from home. And I'm like, dude, he can't be having this kid. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, everybody, and everybody else is looking at me like, what you going to do? And he just went on and on. So after that, you know, we became friends. So, and that, that and his record collection. I used to use him so I can come up. This guy had more vinyl. He had yeah, more vinyl than. Do you really? I still got it. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it's worth something now. I heard it's coming back. Yeah, I got yes. still got my vinyl. I still got man, that, he yeah, Chris, you mean, you mean, on the table, Chuck? No, 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 no. Oh, I just okay. used to, I, I would make tapes, but I wasn't like, you know, like Grandmaster Flash or nothing. Yeah. But I get to put the record on, let it play, stop it, take the other one off, put it on, oh, let it play, he's stop out there it. Selling mixtapes, huh? Like okay, that. okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Chris used to come by, get the records. Yeah. Oh yeah. Still got, I still got my vinyl, nice, too. I still, nice. And I heard it was coming back. I did hear that. As, as a, he was a big-time athlete, so he had that vinyl collection, but he had this pickup truck. I swear <laughs> to God, you had to push it up the hill sometimes. <laughs> but yeah. he did oh, not yeah. care. That man, he was like, hey, Chucky Brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to love that pickup truck, yes. that red pickup truck. Yes. Yeah. We, I got some stories about that pickup truck, too. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, you had some car troubles, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, when you're young, you have them. Hey, that's real. That's troubles. true. When you're young, you have <laughs> Makes you appreciate it later. Yes. I'm hearing the red, the red truck, not a Cobalt. I'm hearing yeah, some Cobalt. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had some, I've had some, uh, some, some classic uh, some classic cars, you can say. <laughs> All right, Chris. So, like we always do every episode, since we're in the athlete's foot, you got to pick out a shoe that kind of means a lot to you. So in this shrine back here, you're going to pick out the sneaker that means a lot to you and explain why it means so much to you. <laughs> so I have never held a pair of Jordans before in my life. I have never purchased a pair of Jordans. I would never purchase a pair of Jordans. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Let me hear it. The guy that these shoes are made out of, uh -huh. he came to the Chicago Bulls okay. when I was a big Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Oh, oh man. So, get that shot on you. Oh, my gosh. I got yeah. you. Yeah, listen, it was before <laughs> that. is real. Because, like, I was World Be Free fan back in the day. Okay. So, you know, I thought World Be Free was the man. Mm -hmm. So, but I was young, so I didn't realize that athletes had a decline because they were getting older. Right. So, when Jordan came in the league and started smashing my dude, I didn't. I had no love for him. Then the calves were falling off, but you know, we came back up. But Jordan was still there, so the rest is history. But then, uh -huh. to top that all off, I go to NC State on a football I scholarship. Could imagine. So he went to Chapel Hill. Right. I want nothing to do. I could imagine Jordan anything. <laughs> so if you want to find a guy who says that uh, LeBron's the best. That's you, okay. <laughs> Him too? It, nah, Him I wouldn't too. say all that. Come on, Chuck. I didn't say the best. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, I say LeBron guy, though. I'm a LeBron fan, yes. Right, okay. Yes, yes, oh, yes. You got to say LeBron's the best then. Nah, it's I okay. I can't say all that. I can't I, say hey, that. look, I'll take it for you. I'll Actually, before, the... before you go, give us your top three. Top three NBA players of all time. Of all time? Of all time. Of all time. Let's see. I'm sorry. Magic Johnson. Okay. okay. Hey, yeah. Michael Jordan. Okay. And then uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And it once. says a lot. And it says a lot that the hatred that he has for Jordan, he still, still put got him that respect. In. He still Very put true. him yeah, up there. So that says a lot right yeah, there. That says a lot right there. Well, Chris, once again, we appreciate you yes. stopping by the JJ's podcast today. There you go. There you go. Audience, once again, thank you for checking us out. Peace.